Hello, fellow creatives, and welcome to SOD Talks. We're your co-hosts, Emma Keat and Asna Khan. And today we have some special guests joining us. These two designers are third-year students here at George Wan College, Samantha Grado and Rose Diane. Samantha decided last semester to major in advertising, and Rose chose the corporate route. We thought this would be an interesting way to hear both sides of the story, to figure out why each of them picked the stream that they did. Currently, as second-year students, we felt a pressure to figure out what stream of design we want to go down, which is normal, because we have to figure our shit out by the end of the semester, along with all the other second-year students. So we thought it would be useful to interview a couple third-year students to figure out why they picked what they picked. For today's episode, we're talking to Rose and Sam about their design journey and how they got to where they are today. The different deciding factors that made them choose whether they wanted to go into advertising or corporate. They're going to be sharing the advice that got during second year from their profs and peers. Because currently it's kind of hard to have those kind of conversations with professors. Hopefully this will help all of you first and second year students. So hold tight, get out your pen and paper or mental pen and paper and enjoy the conversation right here on SOD Talks. So how are you guys liking your online classes so far? It's not so good, I'll be honest. No. I'm having a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm running into a lot of problems with just things not working for some reason. My first ever class just did not work, could not find collaborate. For some reason, this class, the collaborate button is on like a different page underneath a bunch of other things. So a lot of people miss their first class and none of my Adobe stuff is working. So no Photoshop no InDesign, no Illustrator, and no one's emailing emailing me back. Oh my god. The designer nightmare. That's rough. Especially like starting the new school year off and you don't even have the software to like participate properly. Yeah. What about you, Um, Rose? So far with me, I'm okay. It's just the motivation to even do stuff because you're pretty much alone all the time. You're just looking at a screen, you know. And like yeah. nobody really wants to turn on their cameras and want to hide. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That that's the major part of it. Like you miss being with people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so far it's okay. Yeah, I can't even imagine the first year students that don't know any of the people in their classes. For us, we actually know classmates and we've like you guys have been in classes with people for the past two years we were in classes with people last year for the first years I like I wouldn't even gone to school in the first (laughs) place so kudos to you guys for actually going to school and continuing I know I know a few people who who didn't continue after um, first Mm -hmm. year a lot of people didn't a lot of our friends chose not to continue and then um this year uh, a few of our friends decided to take the year off because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know a couple people yeah. like that, too. I thought about it for a second, but then I'm like, no, I'm just going to miss school too much, and I'm just going to be bored out of my mind. So I decided uh-huh. to come back. Yeah, I remember there's a part in summer where, like, all, like, our friend group, we, like, got up, we, like, got together for a yeah. call, and I was like, I was <laughs> like, guys, I'm, I don't think I'm going to go back. Like, I don't want to yeah. do it. 
I don't think I can do it. Like, I don't think I can motivate myself to, like, get out of bed and sit in front, like, sit in my room every day. And then all of them were like, well, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I was like, fuck, okay. I guess I'll I guess I'll do it, too. I'm glad yeah. that you did. I think, like, me and mm-hmm. Sam also went through that. We, like, we spoke to, when it was time for a deposit. We were like, okay, do we think we're going? Because... That's when George Ben actually said that it's predominantly online, and it's like mm-hmm. we're worried about our thesis mm-hmm. and doing that online. We don't know yeah. how it's gonna be, but you know, it's we're already in our last stretch. Why wait for mm-hmm. it? You know, get it over with already. I know. I think that was the main thing. Everyone just wanted to finish it. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, just fin- fingers crossed that we're going back to school yeah. in January. So you guys can actually like be in class. Mm-hmm. I think the other issue that we had was um, with OSAP. OSAP wasn't going to fund us if we left. Really? So a lot of oh. us had that issue where OSAP said that they were going to stop funding us if we if we chose not to continue our education. So for for people on OSAP, so Rose and I, our other two friends, they had no option but to continue, even if they wanted to take it mm. off because they lose all their OSAP funding. Oh, no. Which is kind of, yeah. you know, kind of a dick move, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. Given everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I'm just curious, guys, how you ended up studying at George Brown. What made you decide to come to George Brown for graphic design? What led you down that path? Um, for me, it was more of... First, location-wise, it was in the heart of downtown. It was easy, pretty accessible. It was when the campus was at Richmond, behind the St. James campus. So it wasn't that far for me. But at the same time, when I was looking at um, places to get graphic design, you know, like the structure of the teaching, I was looking into Humber as well. And I sort of compared Mm -hmm. the two. I feel like um, George Brown was more... Because um, they at Humber they don't um, offer you to have a choice either advertising or corporate. Oh. Yeah, yeah. they just have it all on like the three years. Um, okay. The same. Yeah. At the same time, I took um, Arts and Design Foundation at George Brown before going to Graphic Design. I did too. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I really find mm-hmm. it helpful. I I really think like it, yeah. it's a good start too because I had no idea what I was doing at that time. Oh yeah, same. for me it was more um I'm one of the younger people in the program I was fresh out of high school we don't have a lot of fresh out of high school people in at least our like our year a lot of them are are older and returning or you know this is their their second time in in college or university so for me I had always been an art student in high school. I had um a schism which is an arts and culture certificate. Um I spent a lot of time doing art and I kind of wasn't good at anything else. Like I wasn't really good at science. I hated math. Um I knew I wanted to do something with the arts, but when I sat down to kind of figure out what it was, it was like do you want to be a starving artist for the rest of your life <sighs> or do you want to actually like do something else? And when I signed up for the schism, I had to take um, a certain amount of classes and certain types of classes. So I got put into a media arts class, which was like the equivalent of the most basic Photoshop, you know, learning class. Yeah. I basically was placed in the more advanced one, excelled at it. And then um, eventually my 
teacher had talked when I when it was time to graduate my teacher had reached out to a couple schools and I got scouted from George Brown oh I had applied to I'd applied to a ton of schools I was not the grades kid I was not really good with grades I'm still not good with grades yeah I was never the the 90 student the only time I was the 90 student was in English or in in art or or this graphic design class so I had gotten a scholarship to Lakehead I had gotten into Humber I had gotten into Seneca, I had gotten into George Brown, and I'd also gotten into Sheridan. I also did a co-op in high school at Sheridan. I didn't like Sheridan. No. I thought the campuses were weird and everything. I didn't really like the the campus that it would have been the Trafalgar campus. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so far away from everything. Yeah. It's isolating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just, George Brown was my top school. I wanted to go to another school that focused focused only on advertising. It was called Miami Ad School. Mm-hmm. And this was a school that was, you could, there was a lot of different campuses around the world. And I wanted to do um, one of their programs, their advertising programs in Australia. Okay. But the reason why I never went was because I didn't know enough about the school and I didn't know how credible the school was. Mm-hmm. So it was more like, do I want to, you know, pack up everything and, at the age of 18 and moved to Australia and, and do my best to, to figure out advertising on my own <laughs> at a school that may or may not be credible, yeah. that may or may not teach me anything that's oh. going to be, you know, put me in the worst debt of my life <laughs> or, yeah. or pick something close to home. So I decided to go with um, close to home because I knew, you know, yeah. what it was. And then the other option was OCAD, but everybody... And you'll know because we have a lot of students that came from OCAD said it was the worst thing for graphic design because it's all theoretical yeah. study. Yeah. And you learn nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. I met so many people that went to OCAD for graphic design and then came to George Brown for graphic design because they graduated and they're like, I don't know how to do oh, anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm curious, how did you guys end up deciding between corporate or advertising? Like, did you guys maybe talk to your teachers or peers or was it kind of a little bit of everything? Yeah, it was a little, it was still unclear up to until the third semester. Oh yeah, like even until the end, well, in the middle, it was like, you, you don't know what you're going because just because there's not much information about it. You know, it's not like you see whatever, whatever people have done or you really, there's a seminar about it. There's really none. So um, one of the people that I spoke to when I, when I was deciding, I was deciding with, with my friend, um, it's Joanne, like mm-hmm. in typography. So we were, we were in the middle of the class and we were all wondering, like, what does she think? Um, so basically she said that advertising was a little fast paced. In that kind of sense, and if we like that, you know, we'll really have fun with it. Um, at the same time, corporate has a lot more flexibility around it. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of get to choose which one you want to focus on, or just focus on one thing at, at least. But yeah, this so that's when I decided to go to corporate because I also had her for corporate design, and we were doing mm-hmm. a branding, like a brand identity with a rush for a restaurant and I really enjoyed it um mm-hmm. you know like I really liked doing things with my hands and I was very crafty so I I like playing with colors and all that so I'm like okay I feel like this is for me you know I could also do ad at least yeah. but it's yeah like this is the past faced environment that 
the fast-paced environment that you can see it. Yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sam? For me, I think it was more just like a leap of faith. So when I was figuring out what I wanted to do, I was really drawn to corporate and I loved a lot of the aspects of corporate, but I just, I I couldn't do the typography, like typography too nearly ended me as a designer. I couldn't do it. Editorials was just too much for me. I hated it. I never understood, you know, Joanne would look at, I had Joanne as a prof. She would look at what I was doing. She's like, you don't see that. And I'm like, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see what you're looking at and what you need to, you need Mm -hmm. me to correct. So for me, it was so, it was so tough to just understand how to do editorials and, and everything. So I decided that it was something that needed to be paused for a little bit and just thought about, Mm -hmm. like, I, I really, corporate was my first choice, but I had to really dig deep in myself and ask around to see what I really wanted to do. I, I thought of it like this. I, I kind of made a list and, and looked at what I needed and what I wanted to do. So things I needed to learn and things that I wanted to learn. I sat down, I was like, I, I love I love learning about typography, but I loved typography one, hated typography two. Um, you don't really know until you're you're at that final stage where you have to pick your classes you just have to take that leap Mm -hmm. of faith because I was thinking like I love typography I I loved advertising as well and I loved doing all of the all of the sketches and the ideas and coming up with with sayings and everything taglines that was a lot of fun Um, all of the stuff that our profs are talking about Steve and Dave they were going off saying you know like this is exciting like this is what you want to do this is, this is how it is. Um, if this isn't for you and you're not liking it, then this might not be the route. And when you sit down and you, you look at all of the cards that you're kind of dealt, you, you realize that you, you like a lot of aspects of one thing and you can tie it into another. But the most important thing that I think was told to us is that you're not bound to one or the other. If you do corporate, you're not bound to corporate. You're not going to be a corporate designer for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You can do corporate and you can do advertising. It's just you you learn more in school and you learn more as experience. So a lot of advertising stuff, you learn more with experience than you do in school. Yeah. Where corporate, you need to learn in school rather than in experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of where you have to think of it, but don't, don't judge your decision based off of, oh, I need to learn more about corporate, but I love advertising more. If you feel strongly about one, you should take that leap and just, and see because worst case scenario, I mean, you can hate corporate, you can do corporate for the first week, you can hate it, and you can switch. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did that. They started, they're like, this isn't oh, for okay. me, and I, they switched. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you could do that, that you could switch if you didn't like it. As long as you switch your classes within the first week, if you talk to, yeah. I believe, the course coordinator, they, they will consider switching it if you, you don't feel mm-hmm. like you like it. Okay, that's good to yeah. know. Yeah, that's really good to know. So it's not as scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For at least for me, like the thought of like having to choose between the two, it seems like a very intimidating mm-hmm. choice Definitely. to make. But I'm hearing from a lot of people, I'm hearing from a lot of teachers um, and students that it's not as intimidating as people make it mm-hmm. out to be. No, I mean, both of them, I think both of them are um, exciting. To an extent, you know, if you're really passionate about something, um, that's 
one way to consider which way you're going. But you definitely have fun on both of them. Um, I think going to corporate, mm-hmm. you also need to, or either advertising, you also need to think about, like, so far what I have done, like, my skills, where am I at? If you're really down for a challenge, then maybe you could go for the opposite route of, you know, what you think you're good at already. Um, but yeah, like, it, it, it's definitely a factor where your skills are going. It, it, what Which one you want to enhance and which one you're going to go forward with. I think no matter your decision, though, it's it's not really going to change as you as a designer. You'll know what you like and you'll know what, what drives you. If you like doing a lot of the, the logo work and the editorials and, and the really nitty gritty details, then corporate might be the route you want to go on. Right. But if you mm-hmm. like fast paced, constantly moving new ideas, you know, more poster work, focusing more on like Photoshop, like that's the one thing that I do have to say with advertising is like, if you love Photoshop and you are skilled in Photoshop, then this is for you. Uh, one of the sad things about our program is that they didn't really teach us a lot about Photoshop. So when it comes to when you're in advertising, yeah. mm-hmm. it's it was really hard to to kind of learn how to make things look not photoshopped when you know you don't know anything about Using photoshop, photoshop. <laughs> things look grainy you're not you know it's just layers you're not masking things properly layers lighting. like layers is so important mm-hmm. yeah lighting like making sure nobody has two left feet if you're doing that kind of stuff <laughs> which like even even designers today that happens a lot yeah you know the nitty-gritty forgetting to put belly buttons forgetting to you know do a lot of that stuff yeah So I've also heard from teachers that advertising, they say that advertising is more for extroverts and corporate is more for introverts. Do you guys agree with this or do you think that introverts can excel in advertising and extroverts can excel in corporate? I think it's hard to say because a lot of the times it depends on what you're looking at. Um, Extroverts would be great in advertising just because you have to do a lot of presentations you have to stand in front of a group of people and be very confident and say hey this is like what we're doing where when you're in corporate it's more of just like okay this is my this is a book full of all the designs and all of the stuff that I've done here you go like you can look through email me back it's a lot of emailing just back and forth where when you're in advertising you got to stand in front of a group of people and you got to show mm-hmm. your ideas and some of your ideas are going to be great and they're going to be wonderful. And they're going to be like, yeah, that's, that's the direction we want to go in. And other times they're going to be absolutely awful. They're going to be like the worst taglines, the worst slogans, like the visuals aren't going to be there. And you have to be confident enough to stand in front of a group of people and show them the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah, I have something to add on that. Like when I was designing on to go into corp, I thought, okay, I'll just be working on my own. I have, you know, I don't need to care about interacting with people, sitting on my computer, minding my own business, and just presenting it, the final product after. But actually, going into uh, our fifth semester this year, I don't know if it's just the online class, but a lot of professors are doing groups most of the time. And, you know, I'm an introvert. I, I, I like being on my own, but it's actually not like that you know you you also need um to know how to communicate your ideas within a group because in the future even if you go to corp you still need to be able to 
like sit in a group and you know respect each other's ideas and a lot of people can't really express it properly if you're too shy you know you don't have the confidence to speak up um, it's going to be tough either way whether you're in corporate yeah because design either way like either one you choose design's collaborative it's you're always working with people and that's the beauty of it yeah I think that with advertising with the ideas and working with groups you're gonna have to sit down with a large group of people and go through your ideas and it's good to it's good to have relationships with people in advertising because you need to bounce ideas off of each other Um, a lot of the times you'll come up with the same ideas, you'll have the same taglines, you'll have the same slogans, you'll have the same imagery. Um, But that just weeds out the basics. And it takes you, you'll find the ones that are really outside of the box. Mm -hmm. Do you happen to know what it's like out there in the job market for advertising and corporate design? What the difference is in like day to day like what it's like in day-to-day in an advertising firm compared to like corporate design firm? I mean, I sort of have an idea of how things work with corporate, even with, like, I'm not sure about advertising. I could just speak based on, you know, the one course that I took with it. But um, corporate, you're, there's a team most of the time. There's an art director. And then you the same thing. You always have to present your ideas. You have to come up with sketches. Um it's very client-based so with corporate design it's you're not designing for yourself you know you could say things are pretty and then at the same time your client would say well that's not my brand that's not mm-hmm. me that's not us so you have to start all over again mm-hmm. I mean I, I think that's also the same as advertising yeah, our corporate teacher was saying today that like we were pre- presenting like our research and she was like, you guys are using I too much. You're saying I feel like this is yeah. about you. This is about what the client wants. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> our opinions I know. don't matter. We need She's to back like, it up. It's not about you. It's about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, think it goes, Definitely. I think it goes the same way for, for advertising when it comes to doing what the client wants, coming up with brand stories and a lot of that um, stuff, trying to make it feel like it's a part of a company can be really hard when some of the company values are very strong. You want to take it in one direction, but you can't because, you know, it's not, it doesn't go along with the theme or the past stuff that they've done. You're looking at a line of advertising and you can only go so far with it. Sometimes you'll have a vision and you'll think, oh, this would be so good, you know, with like really bold typography and, and this and that. And they'll, they'll look at it and they'll be like, no, like we need like very mm-hmm. minimal, you know, just, you know, people shaking hands mm-hmm. and just text, mm-hmm. like very simple text. Yeah. And you're like, I want curses and handwritten letters and, yeah. and I want to do this and that. And they're going to sit you down and be like, okay, no, <laughs> doesn't fit with what we want, yeah. which is hard because you have like mm-hmm. so many good ideas. And then you got to work within your budget. Mm. So mm. budgets are always really hard because you, you have to hire a photographer, you know, clothing, all of that, take pictures, take the pictures. And then if you're not already given pictures, you know, to, to come up with whatever they may need, which mm-hmm. can be difficult when you're a student working within a budget, you know, you're buying a lot of things and then trying really hard not to ruin them so you can return them later. 
like renting yeah renting you know high-end mm-hmm. fashion just to take pictures of you know anything to make it feel like it's a part of the brand itself um like right now with in semester five we were starting to do our portfolio um and one thing that was that they're telling us is that what do we want to focus on what industry let's say you want to be an app designer you're creating more you know creating an app and a brand for yourself at the same time if you want to go to editorial then your portfolio has to cater for that mm-hmm. that's just something that you have to look after when I'm going out there and applying for a job I, yeah. I'm not sure if it's the same with advertising but yeah for advertising there, there's a lot of directions you can go in you can go into you can go into like an art direction so a lot of the stuff that we're learning now is being branched off into other things you can solely focus on just art direction and coming up with um I don't, I don't want to say the direction things go in but it's pretty self-explanatory like you're coming up a lot of themes and a lot of you know yeah just like a lot of themes on on where you want to take a piece yeah it's just you can be the person you know coming up with the the textures the colors you know the vision and taking it in that direction and then you could be the person actually producing it and coming up with it and I think that with advertising it just depends on what you're good at and what you like Mm -hmm. for me I know that I'm I can't do the photoshop stuff I can't I don't have enough skills in it I don't know a lot about it but I do love art direction and coming up with um, themes for things color schemes mood boards you know putting my visions in, into series and and taking it focus groups talking to people seeing what they like seeing what they don't like a lot of that is is really interesting to me um and I like that a lot I think that also that what you have to keep in mind with advertising is and a lot of it as well with corporate but mostly with advertising is that people don't know what advertising is People don't know what graphic design is. So when it comes to advertising and you're looking for jobs, people will ask for someone who, who you know, has majored in advertising and they'll ask you to make videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's something that mm-hmm. we don't necessarily do unless you, you, you've done it before. Like you have to take the elective motion graphics, which side note, it's very hard. Oh my God. I'll be honest. With, yeah, I. It's very hard. It's good if you're going into advertising because a lot of ads nowadays are like YouTube reels, um, you know, like 30 second videos in front of YouTube ads or YouTube ads. So things like that. Uh, Instagram now, you have um, Instagram ads, mm-hmm. Snapchat ads, yeah. all of that. So those 30 second videos, you need to bang everything out and it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised that it would be difficult. It is fun. It's just really hard. It's really hard because you have mm-hmm. to basically learn a lot of things and a lot of stuff that's built into you. So Command Z, that's a, that's built into us as designers. Like it means something else in a different program. Yeah, yeah. and I think that yeah, it's, it's hard when you have to think of layers and moving and and you know clicking certain things it's and then you get confused mm-hmm. and then it's 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 really hard but really rewarding once you get the hang of it mm. but the the biggest thing is is just knowing as a designer and if you're in advertising is knowing that people aren't going to know what you do people are going to come for you for yeah. everything yeah They're, you're going to say oh I'm, I'm a graphic designer yeah and they're going to be like oh can you do animation and you're like no I don't <laughs> do animation that's that's an animator like you have to find someone who does yeah. animation and then they'll look at you and be like, oh, can you like code something that's interactive? And you're like, no, 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 that's, that's interaction design. That's something else. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to be like, can you code for me? And it's like, no, 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 like I don't code. 
you want a website that looks yeah. pretty? I'm your girl. <laughs> I know what it is. I can do that. But you're gonna and have then to find like, somebody else to put it do? together. <laughs> because I can I can do mock-ups of it. I can, yeah. I can show you, you know, I can do that. And then by all means I can give you like the very basics of it. And then you're gonna have to take that to somebody else <laughs> because that's just not what we do. And I think a lot of the time is that people don't realize that graphic design isn't just anything, you know digital that is designable or that has been designed it's it's a lot yeah and as graphic designers I have to say we do have to adapt to that we have to adapt to the idea that people don't know what we are it's like people aren't going to know that we don't just because I'm, in, I'm majoring in advertising doesn't mean I'm going to shoot and edit and and do a whole like video ad for you or a radio ad for you like I don't know anything about you know producing a radio ad like where would I even start that's something that we just don't learn and we don't do but you, as a designer you have to learn to to be moldable and to adapt to all of these things in order to get mm-hmm. jobs especially if you're a freelancer mm-hmm. yeah yeah which do you guys do any freelance lancing I tried I tried one I tried yeah. with a friend <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go out well no it didn't know what we were doing it, it we mm-hmm. didn't end up getting a payment after that as well because it's it's really tough to deal with you think it's easy like you're just going to start with a designer illustrator and illustrate stuff but it's also a people skill you know you mm-hmm. know where to stand in your work it is your value because yeah. a lot of people think that even with corporate they think you're just going to do me a business card you do me a logo that's it yeah it's just, it's a, just a logo, logo. how much is it like no no right? <laughs> no it's, it's not just a no. logo it's, it's so, so much, much more, more. <laughs> and um when we were having our corporate design um i think semester three we were told that we shouldn't be doing something like it's better to sell a brand than just okay let me make you a logo and then you figure it out one day because you get that mm. credi- credibility in terms mm-hmm. of, because um, it doesn't yeah. work, you know, you could get a designer for a day and make you a logo. And then at the end, the, the, the brand doesn't sell because you're all over the place. You don't know what text you're going to use. I mean, what font you're going to use, what colors you're going to use. And then your logo just goes to waste. And then, you know, it, even if it, you get it for at least 5000 that's a waste. Mm-hmm. That's why you need, like us, we need to offer, let me make you a brand instead of just a logo. And then they'll help your business. I think the other thing as well is, um, especially when you guys are in school, like right now, try your hardest not to do any freelance. Take it as an opportunity to learn everything that you can before you go into the workplace. Because at the end of corporate, um, hopefully, depending on your your prof, um, we'll hopefully go through this. Joanne did a fantastic job of going through payments and asking for payments and how to go about that. And you know, how much designers should be asking for, like knowing your worth and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Contracts are really important. You need to have a really solid contract. Okay. You need to, mm-hmm. um, you need to have and work through and make a really, really, really solid one. Because as designers, we will get taken advantage of at any time that people can. Yeah. If you aren't mm-hmm. on top of your stuff, people will not respect you. And yeah. I think that as a designer, and knowing your worth and knowing how to, you know, come about asking people, hey, I need my payment. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can't continue designing for you unless this, because 
people will find loopholes and trust me, they'll find loopholes just so they don't have to, you can design a whole brand for somebody and they won't, they'll be like, okay, thank you. They won't pay you. They'll take all of your work, give it to another designer. And you know, they'll have somebody already like in a design team that they already have say, Hey, just produce this. So I think, you know, having a solid contract, um, one of the the main things of a contract that is really important to have is, okay, so payment plans. You don't just pay in one big shot. You have to have payment plans. So first I'm going to give you the sketches. Yeah. So if you want the sketches, you're going to have to pay me for the sketches. So the sketches took about, you know, let's say four hours, four hours to come up with. I'm going to take the corporate route of this because this was, this was learned in corporate. Um, four hours of a brand design or logo. So the sketches for the this logo took about three and a half hours. Now, as a designer, you'd be surprised by the price. We all gasped in the class. As a designer, I, I'm going to charge $80 an hour as a designer because I have to pay for my programs. I have to pay for my time. You know, I have to pay for my research and all of that. Expenses. That as well. So mm-hmm. it took me, the sketches took about three and a half hours. It took me about an hour and a half to research to get, you know, inspired mm-hmm. and things like that. So now you're looking at about five hours worth of work. Mm -hmm. If you want to see my five hours worth of work, you need to pay me. Mm -hmm. And once I receive the payment, you get to see my work. If you want to continue from there, Mm -hmm. by all means. Another big thing to always add is um, typos. If you are giving me text to put into something, you are responsible for typos. And you need to Mm -hmm. really think about that and include that in your contract. Because a lot of the times what will end up happening is that your client will give you a, a bunch of text. And as designers, we're not, we are not spell check. I'm not going to spell check. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. I'm going to trust that you did it right. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, your, your grammar and your spelling and whoever was the editor of, let's say a magazine has gone through this because it's not my responsibility. And let's yeah. say you go and you have this magazine cover and you you design it. They're like, perfect. We're going to put it into production. You know, we're going to pay you for, you know, the production, and everything. And they go and they print. 5,000 magazine covers and they go there's a typo on the cover that you didn't see so now we're not going to pay you and you're going to have to pay for all those misprints because that was your fault oh my god so you need to have it in your contract saying like hey any typos mistakes anything like that that you've given to me and you haven't caught you have to pay out of pocket for and you have to pay me for my design time as well mm-hmm. if you need mm-hmm. me to now redesign and fix it because of that typo you got to pay for me for that too so that's a big thing is contracts, knowing your worth, and just don't be afraid to say, hey, I'm going to charge you, I'm, I work $80 an hour. Yeah. And don't be afraid to jot down, hey, okay, so I, I researched for an hour and a half. Sometimes, you know, if, you, if you're if you new with a client, you can always like not charge them for the research. You can always be like, okay, so like this was the sketch time, jot down everything. So it took me about an hour and a half. So you're going to have to pay for that hour and a half. Like adding to what Sam said, you basically just have to break down whatever you're charging. So they don't also think, oh, why, why am I get, why am I paying three hundred for, yeah, for two days of work, mm-hmm. like time. What they say in school, like timesheets are very important, and a lot of people don't really follow it. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to do freelance, it's very important because you don't want to be considered as a fraud, right? Right. Like, or a scammer or something. You don't, <laughs> you don't want them to think mm-hmm. that you're just ripping them off. Definitely. So do you guys think it's wise for someone to pick the path that they think they're weaker in so they can maybe develop those skills for the workforce later on? And then because they think they're strong enough in, let's say, corporate to be able to handle that after school? I don't think so. Um, Just because 
you can be really strong in one and be very lacking in the other and still have more of a drive or more of a, a, a pull towards, you know, another one of them. So for me, I was, I was strong in aspects of corporate and I was strong in aspects of advertising. So I was kind of caught up in the middle of, you know, I'm good at both, but what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. What's going to excite me more? I think that if you're going to be struggling through the next year and a bit with advertising because you think you're, you know, you're lesser in, it's not worth it okay. because advertising again is a lot of work experience. You learn when you're, you're going through everything. True. You learn how mm-hmm. to, you, you learn all of those skills along the way where corporate is a lot more technical. So if you're thinking of going into advertising and you think you might be doing corporate on the side and you're thinking, okay, well, I know enough about advertising. I can just do all the corporate stuff and you're going to be miserable in corporate. It's not worth it. Okay. You've got to know what you like and what you want to do. Yeah. That's true. Like you're never going to know everything, even if after school, you're not someone who's just, you know, I'm a, I'm a designer. I know everything. You're always going to be learning, but it just depends what you're passionate about learning. You know, if, like Sam said, if you're going to struggle, might as well make it worth it. If, you know, you don't sleep doing a brand manual all night, then, and, and you feel better because it sells, then, you know, you know, you're in the right place. Just yeah. go whatever, mm-hmm. whatever your heart says. Yeah. You know, so it's like, cause it's, you're the one choosing your path anyway. And there's always, always a place to go back, even if you didn't like it. I think the biggest thing to to stress is that it's not a forever decision. A lot of designers will major in one and change to the other. For example, our our corporate prof, Joanne, majored in advertising, mm-hmm. yeah. did advertising for a little bit, then changed over to corporate. Yeah. So it's not, you don't have to stress about it being like, okay, I'm in corporate now. All I can do is corporate work. It's only corporate. That's <laughs> all I know. Because it's not true because you can do advertising as well. Mm-hmm. You can do a mix of the both. And if you're really not sure and you really feel like you don't know, you want to have the skills for both, you can always come back and just do that year in a bit and major in both. Because that's what I'm probably going to do. Or I was thinking of doing that for a very long time because I'm very strong in both. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of aspects of advertising and I like a lot of aspects of corporate. And I just want to gain the knowledge on both. So who says that I can't go back for a year and a half Yeah, and I can't go back and just, you know, learn a little bit of corporate, you know, because you can also take those credits that you've learned in advertising. If you feel like, okay, I don't need them. You can use them and transfer them and skip really fast through corporate. Yeah. I think the only thing that's a factor also that makes it more intimidating is because you're paying for it and the time that you're spending on it. Right. It, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to go back or like for me, example, I, this is my second career already and I'm paying off like my tuition through OSAP. So I want to make it worthwhile. I, I was stuck in a job that I didn't really like before. Like in, I was in business. And so this time I want to, it's, it's, it's the perfectionist side of me that I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing this time because, you know, I've invested a lot of time in this, but yeah, like Sam said, it, you could always do whatever you want. At the end of the day, it's, it's all learning anyway. I was just going to say, I think for me, because I'm so young, I'm only 20. So for me, I'm like, I have all the time in the world. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, I know a lot of the kids or the people I should say, because they're not really kids. All the people in my block or my year, they're in their like late 30s, they're late 20s. I, I was the youngest one. I was fresh out of high school. A lot of people, again, like this is their second career. 
and I'm fresh out of high school. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready Mm -hmm. as a person and as a designer to jump right into it at the age of 20 to into my career that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So why not take the Mm -hmm. year and a half, graduate at, you know, fully at 22, Mm. maybe take a year off 23 and then go back into it. But a lot of the stuff as well, you could probably find if you really want to learn a lot about advertising, I'm sure there's videos out there where you have people who talk about real world experience that you can use towards your corporate career and the same thing for your advertising career. Yeah. (laughs) So this brings us to our last question. What piece of advice would you give to students who don't know what to pick? Uh, And what kind of research should one do in order to better educate themselves about their decision? I think for me, how I would define like advertising versus corp. Advertising is more, correct me if I'm wrong, but advertising is more of a hybrid of marketing. So the brand is already established and you're just selling a product based on, you know, like it's both representation, advertising and corporate, corporate is a representation of the the brand, but um, advertising affects more of the sales. Let's say you want to offer a product to a, a specific target market, then that's probably what you want to do. But with corporate, you're more um, building the identity, selling the image. Mm-hmm. You're creating a structure of a company, either from scratch or it's a rebrand. You're trying to put a foundation in it. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, I think that with advertising, you have to think, do you like the psychology behind it? Are you okay with, you know, manipulating people and manipulating consumers? That's a big thing, especially with me that I battled with because as someone who's in advertising, how would I feel um, putting out an ad that morally I don't agree with that I know is going to affect, you know, young girls or young boys or, you know, cause a lot of potential damage to them. So that's really hard to think about where a lot of people, and it has been even one of my recent classes, they asked, why do we pick ad? Why do we like ad? Or what do we struggle with with ad? And for me, I was thinking Mm -hmm. like my moral compass, like, I don't know if I could, I could produce an ad that I know would be damaging to, to women, to, to young girls that will, you know, heavily affect them. And another student sat there and said, you know, I love the psychology behind it. I love the manipulation. And I love, you know, thinking what's going to make you buy, like what's going to drive you to this Mm -hmm. decision. Mm -hmm. And I think it just depends on what you, what you really feel. For me, I feel like I could never do that. I, it would burden me too much to know that I put out an ad that could be damaging in somebody's eyes. So for me, I feel like maybe advertising isn't really what I would want to do. Maybe it's more art direction that I like yeah, and something like that, where, you know, you don't always have to come up with something that could be so forward, like advertising. Yeah. You're Mm -hmm. kind of just guiding the path. You're not really putting it set in stone. Mm -hmm. You're not taking the blame if it goes bad. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Like one of our professors, Nicole, that's one of the things that she said at the end of our class, where as designers, you might think that you don't have a lot of power. But we don't, people don't realize that we're the ones who actually make changes out there. You know, what Mm -hmm. Sam said, if she doesn't agree morally to something that she's doing, then she can take a different route to challenge that one and promote a different type of, you know, like moral to other people, to influence other people. Mm -hmm. 
And same thing with um, same thing with corporate. You could always turn down a client if you don't like it, if you don't agree with their beliefs or you don't stand with their, I don't know, like core values. Then you could always always turn down. You know, if you're not. But that's what one thing I also think because I'm not sure if if in advertising you're always you can't be freelance, right, Sam? You can be a freelance advertiser. Okay. It's it's a lot harder. Right. By yourself. Um, most people want yeah, most people want you to be signed just to be signed to like an advertising uh, mm. firm. But I think a lot of the times you can you can freelance and design and pretty much anything. Right. It's just a lot harder. Mm-hmm. By yourself, of mm-hmm. course. Okay, sweet. Oh, I had one more question. <laughs> um, this is a question for from someone from Instagram. Uh, Vlad is wondering, um, when do you start gaining confidence in your designs? Or do you ever? <laughs> I think I, it's a tough question for sure. I think that um, you're, you're always going to be insecure about your work. Mm-hmm. I think that especially when you're in such a large group of people and you're comparing yourself constantly and you're looking at other things that people are doing, you're constantly going to be critiquing yourself and constantly, you know, lacking that confidence. I think that with time and when you find your your style and you find what you're good at and what you enjoy making is where you start to build your confidence. Because I think we've all been in that, you know, we, we, we've all been in that situation where we've, we've worked till like five in the morning. We're like, this is the best thing ever. You show up to class, you're looking at everybody else's, you're like, yeah, mine's better than his. Like, you know, and then you look to the left and there, you know, yeah. there's Rose sitting there with like the best thing you've ever seen. And you're just like, damn, I really dropped the ball on this one. And then Rose is sitting there thinking the same thing. Rose is looking at, you know, your work and she's thinking, damn, I dropped the ball on this one. Like, this is not good. So confidence is something that takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you find it for sure or not, I can't say. I, I'm i in my third year. I've been doing this for quite a while. I still don't think I'm confident with my work. I think that you'll always, there will always be a sense of doubt. You just have to learn to push past mm-hmm. right. and to be confident with yourself and to show people that, yeah, this is a great design. You really mm-hmm. have to convince mm-hmm. other people and yourself that it's good. You know what you're doing. Yeah. And you're doing a great job. Yeah, I definitely agree with Sam. Um, you know, it's a big out it's a big world out there. There's competition, especially in our industry. You know, like we're just in school and we already kind of critique ourselves based on our classmates. What more if there are senior designers out there that that's already been doing this for 10 years? Mm-hmm. You can't really compete with that. But at the same time, you need to, like confidence is a big word, but knowing your value at the end of the day, you know, um, mm-hmm. just be open-minded. You're not always going to present the perfect design right away. And you can also be sensitive about something. Even if you work hours and hours all night for it, there's always going to be someone that says no. And you just have to challenge yourself based on that. You can't. You, you can't just fall down and then don't want to stand up anymore. So yeah. I think with me, I found mm-hmm. the confidence in my design when, you know, a professor would say, no, that I, that I, that she doesn't understand what I did or, um, and then I come home and stare at it and I'm like, what did she try to, what did she see that I don't see? Mm-hmm. You know, I questioned myself and I yeah. like, you don't, you can't just turn down whatever they said. You all, you always need to accept even if it's not the same as what you think, like you don't agree with the same values that they think. And that's when you can start to see, okay, maybe I'm just speaking based on myself and I'm not really 
interpreting what I'm supposed to be. If you kept tearing yourself down all the time, then that's not healthy. Yeah. 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 It's not healthy at all. I think that's something that a lot of people forget that art is very subjective. So that's something that you have to understand is that it's not something you will design may not be for everybody. Mm -hmm. And you just need to accept Mm -hmm. that, hey, it's a great design. I love it. I'm confident in it. You just may not like it. I think that you should also Mm -hmm. remember that your professors, in this case, your profs, they're your clients. Yeah. So a lot of the times you'll have you'll sit there and you're like it's a good design I don't understand why they don't like it I don't care I'm gonna do what I want like she doesn't know anything you know there's just a prop who cares like I'm the designer I know the art direction like I'm gonna do it like this I don't care what they think I think we've all been there and I think we've all heard it like in the halls you know through text messages everything like everybody's like that and I think that Mm -hmm. you just have to remember hey your props are clients you may not like it but you have to fit what they want Mm mm-hmm well, I think that's all the time we have yeah. for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming onto the show. We love talking with you guys. Yeah, we learned a lot of new things that I think people are going to find really helpful. I want to say one more thing right before we, we sign off. Yeah. Um, biggest advice for a designer that we learned, I've taken with me all, all three years now. Take from one, it's theft. Take from two, it's original. Yeah. yeah, that's from Nicole. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah, <laughs> I heard that from the mess yeah. Nicole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've Nicole heard that before. That. I know. Take from one, it's the mm. take from two, it's original idea, and that's helped a yeah. lot. <laughs> I know it has actually. Definitely. I'm glad that I heard it in the first semester, so I've been able to follow it ever since. Oh yeah, I'm taking it to my definitely. Grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This chat gave us a lot to think about. Hopefully this gave people more of an insight on how to make an educated decision. You can make a list. Put all the things that you love to do on one side of the list and all the things that you dislike on the other. Maybe you'll be able to see a pattern. You'll notice that all the things that you like are related to advertising or corporate. Also, a big talking point, it's not a forever decision. So whatever you pick does not predict your future. You control your destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. I learned a lot. Okay. Make sure to check us out at SOD Talks on Instagram. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.